everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Mouth Off. It's the official podcast of heyyouguys.co.uk. My name's John and Dave is here with me as well. Dave, say hello. Hi there, everybody. Hey, and it's been a big couple of weeks. Uh, we haven't done a podcast for a while, so uh, apologies for that, but we're here now. Okay, now, there's obviously been, there's, uh, there's obviously been a lot going on. The uh, We're recording this on the second day of uh, the release of Star Trek, which is, of course, the big new film, um, possibly the first summer blockbuster that's been out. And Dave, I think you've had a rather privileged position of having seen it a couple of weeks ago, is that right? Yeah, it was three weeks ago. Um, I was lucky enough to be invited along to the UK premiere by Sky Movies and um, got invited to the VIP pen but I think we'll uh, we'll touch on that a bit bit in, in, a, in the later one in the podcast absolutely I mean the uh, the um, the site heyyouguys.co.uk went Star Trek crazy around that time and um, there's been a lot of news about Blu-ray releases of the original series and the films that are coming out so um, yeah but we'll, we'll talk about that later about what the premiere was like and also I want your review of it as well because I haven't had a chance to see it yet so I'll be interested to know to get your take on it okay so stick around because Dave's going to be giving his review of Star Trek at the end of the podcast but uh, that won't be the end because we're actually going to finish with um, a treat for for big fans. Big, big the film fans. Yeah, not big fans, not huge fans. I'm talking about fans of the film Big. We'll save that for the end. Okay, so do stick around for that. It's it's really worth listening to. Okay, and uh, there have been many many uh, new stories um, and trailers that have been uh, that have been released over the last couple of weeks. We're going to go through a few of those now. Dave, I don't know about you, but this seems like we are just building up to the big summer. Uh, blockbusters right now. Yeah, summer's looking great. I mean, we've got things like um, Terminator. Obviously, Star Trek came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, Terminator. Wolverines come out. Transformers, obviously, which we've got to look forward to. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, which is Tarantino's new film, which if you haven't seen the posters for, look brilliant. There's a teaser trailer on the site as well. So, yeah, no, it's the whole summer. Harry Potter, of course. Um, the summer's just looking like it's going to be one to remember, I think. The more I see of it, the more I see of the trailers, the more I see of the, the posters. The marketing people certainly seem to have got their uh, act together because I wasn't really looking forward to Transformers 2. I mean, you know, I like it and everything, and I actually got the uh, DVD of Transformers the movie, the cartoon version from 86. I got that in the post today, and I was more excited than perhaps is uh, is appropriate. Um, but I can't wait to see that. And the fact that we've had, what else have we had? The trailers and the images that are coming out for Terminator Salvation, uh, and the bits of news that are coming out, it just seems like they are they know exactly what they're doing, you know, building up the hype. And the more I see of things like Terminator Salvation, which is a film I wasn't really looking forward to, you know, it was uh, the fourth in a franchise, which frankly was was bleeding a little. I quite like the third one. I liked um, it, but if you look at the reviews and stuff, people weren't happy with it at all, and they 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 really didn't know what direction they were going to go in. And I think, like you say, from the the stuff in this new Terminator Salvation, the, the director's called McGee. I don't think he has a first name. It's just McGee. He, uh, he 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 seems to people seem to trust him, and and from the trailers and the images that we've been given, it looks it looks brilliant. I think that people have been won over by those trailers because McGee has um, hasn't got the greatest reputation in the business and with the fans. And I think when it was announced that they were doing a fourth Terminator film, they thought Terminator Three wasn't the best ending to the trilogy. It didn't. It, it, it basically um, changed what they had been talking about. It changed a lot of the the, the mythology in Terminator Two, which uh, and, and obviously you know the the original Terminator. It went in a really odd direction and. I didn't hate it as much as uh, other people did. I think some people really, really weren't happy with Terminator 3. They didn't like the fact that Sarah Connor was uh, was, was gone and, um, you know, the director 
didn't really uh, have the same impact on the uh, on the franchise. Um, and when it was announced that McGee was going to be doing it, um, he did Charlie's Angels. I think he's done a few other films. Dave, if you're on IMDb, do let me know um, what else he's done because he, he hasn't got the best reputation. And he's been making appearances at the um, at the conventions, WonderCon and uh, ComicCon as well. And um, well, they're, they're doing fun fun stuff as well. Like um, it's just clever marketing. So if anyone's into Formula One, um, we, I posted a, the press release that Braun GP teamed together with Terminator Salvation. And if you look at Jensen Button and um, Barrichello's car in the Grand Prix, they've both got a little Terminator on the rear wing of their car with Terminator That's Salvation. Great. They've got a full size Terminator in their um, in their garage as well. So you can check that out. It's quite good. Check out the blog, and there's uh, there's images there that you can link to of the actual rear wings of the car with the Terminator on. And look out for That's it in so, Grand Prix tomorrow. Now that's fantastic. Well, the thing is, yeah, you're, you're right. They've they've clearly got the marketing on. I personally, um, I think it's it suffered slightly from, uh, you know, the uh, the the rant, Christian Bale's rant. I don't think they did the film any harm. Looking back, I mean, if people didn't know that Terminator Salvation was coming out, they certainly did after that whole press release of the Christian Bale, "You and me are finished professionally" or whatever it was. You know, that's it. I mean, that's become like a catchphrase now. So. But I think the problem is is that people um, Terminator is quite a good franchise, but you had this coming out at the same time as the the Sarah Connor Chronicles was was just dying on its feet and is now being you know killed. But yet the trailers that they they put out and there's four minutes of footage which you put up on the site, didn't yeah, you, Dave? That four minute trailer. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's brilliant. See, I, I haven't seen it yet, and actually, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it because I think the more and more I see it, um, the more I think it's going to take it in another direction. It's different in the sense that they it's not like a reboot like the Star Trek is a you know is a reboot but I think that uh, they're, they're taking it in a, in a really good direction I personally can't wait for it which is bizarre I'd never thought I would have been that excited for it carrying on on the marketing theme did you see John I posted those images from um, the Luxor Luxor casino in Las Vegas did you see yeah that was an insane bit of marketing it's I have to say so, uh, listeners if you don't haven't heard or seen um, what they've done is they've actually put this gigantic poster of Optimus Prime on the Luxor because um, if you haven't seen the trailer for Transformers, where have you been? But also, um, they, you see they'll film it, they're filming at the pyramids. I think it's Devastator is crawling all over one of the pyramids and uh, so what they've done is rather than go to Egypt and, and stick a poster on the actual pyramids because they probably weren't allowed, they've decided to go to their, their own man-made uh, uh, Amer- Western American version of, of the pyramids and stick this uh, the mother of all posters on there. So if it you really haven't seen is. it, have a look at the pictures. Yeah, do 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 check out the site. It's um, we are pretty much posting everything we can get our hands on. Um, they are releasing a barrage of new images. Um, the trailer that just came out, I think, was um, wasn't there some premiere of the trailer, Dave, yeah, that you that's, posted? That's correct. Yeah. So not only do we have premieres of films now, we have premieres of trailers. So what they did was um, Michael Bay arranged a, a screening of the, the, the Transformers, the original movie, not the animated one, but the one from a few years ago. Before that film aired, they had Michael Bay, Sheila Booth, and um, what's the other chap? Tyrese Gibson there. Um, and they, they bigged up the, the new trailer. And don't get me wrong, it was a very, very good trailer. Um, but the fact they had a premiere for it was just a bit ridiculous, I thought. I remember, and this is this is going back a few years when I was on this, on on the internet, and it was dial-up, right? So this is this is going back quite a few years when the original, um, sorry, the the first prequel uh, Star Wars trailer was was released, and I have to say, I remember sitting there. It was released at like eleven o'clock at night in the UK, and I remember watching this 
download bar just you know crawling because it was you know a massive file and then right at the end about three in the morning actually being up and seeing the very first images of the new star wars um and it was just insane and it was just released on the internet and that's the earlier type of marketing that's when the internet wasn't really used very much now of course it's absolutely everywhere um dave you posted a, a, a an interactive poster didn't yeah, you from I've never seen game that before i don't know if any of the listeners or you have john but it's basically it's for a film called gamer and it's um Gerard Butler's new film, and, and it's a poster where you hover over it and it will reveal um, a face of somebody else. But it was just the fact that it was an animated poster, so it was designed specifically for the internet, not just to sit on a. I, they'll probably do, you know, those sort of metallic versions where when you, um, what they're called, you know, where you walk past it and it changes yeah, yeah, yeah. as you walk past. They'll probably do that. Um, but this was just different, not, I hadn't seen it done before. See, now you've also had um, the, the internet has changed, I think it changed with Blair Witch. Um, when you would have a movie site which would give a bit more information on the film but you have alternate reality games you have fake websites like the dark knight the internet market for that was just crazy it was and insane watchmen, well, watchmen had hundreds of different viral websites that were just um uh, showing random videos of, of news report fake news reports of uh, yeah yeah uh, of, of what was happening with the watchmen same with Blair that Witch, was- that sort of stuff Absolutely, but I mean, um, I think it's now it's now gone. It's now turned around and eaten itself when you start having premieres for trailers because you know you'll have premieres for you know the first poster that comes out soon, and it'll be you know it's just I think it's 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 doing its job clearly because we are excited about it and the trailer itself was fantastic we've got that on our site and it was all over the internet like last week or so and it just it it looks fantastic I think and I'm you know this is only a trailer. So there's only two minutes worth of stuff here. But I think it's going to address the issues I had with the first one, which was it was the the robots fighting was just insane. You couldn't see it. It was too quick. Um, you had no idea which bit of robot was punching which other bit of robot, and it was just a bit too messy on the screen. I'm kind of hoping it's now a bit more obvious because that kind of put me off a little bit. But, hey, we'll see We'll see what it's like. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the trailers. I think that's the final trailer, so we're not going to... When, when's the film out, Dave? June the something. June the 24th in the UK. I'm not sure about in America, um, but it's, it's one okay. I'm looking forward to a lot. Um, speaking of trailers, John, did you see the new trailer I posted for District 9, which is Peter Jackson's new... He's, he's producing it, um, and a South African director is uh, is is directing it. Um, I did see that, and, it, uh, and I'd not heard anything of it before. So staggering, you know, trailer. It, it, it it's done very deliberately. It's done very um, imaginatively. It begins. It looks like a documentary, and you think it's going to be about apartheid or something because it's you, they've picked. It's, it's filmed in South Africa, and they've picked South Africans with very South African accents. Yeah, but it's great because you get a real sense of um, you get a real sense of place. Um, not only from the images that that you begin to see as the trailer unfolds, but also from the uh, from the accents there, and it's done very realistically. So when I was you know, looking for it. The last thing I expected was a big, you know, immense spaceship mm. um, just up in the sky. And it, it that's reminded me a little bit of um, Independence Day when you see for the first time the, the you know, the uh, the sort of motherships that, that that come down, and you sort of just see them hovering there in the sky. Yeah. This looks much much better, um, obviously, because we're you know, fifteen years or however you know much on, but it looks incredible. The trailer that that was out before. I think the one we have on our site has the blurred out alien face and they've actually released a new um, a new trailer which unblurs the face of the alien and kind of adds a, sort of a bit more of a subtle difference to the outcome of the trailer. Um, so do do check that out as well because it's, um, you know, 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'd, I'd heard nothing about it. No, which me is... neither. It's, it, looks, it looks brilliant. Um, the director's a chap called Neil, sorry, Neil Blomkamp, and he's a South African director as far as I'm aware, and, yeah, Jackson's producing. So it'll have the money spent on it, and it, it does look really, really good. So check it out on the site if you haven't seen it already. Absolutely. Um, another trailer that we posted um, today was the UK trailer for Synecdoche, New York, um, which is the directorial debut of Charlie Kaufman, whose scripts uh, include um, Being John Malkovich and uh, Human Nature and also uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which, in my opinion, and this is not uh, a shared opinion by any means, are some of the most imaginative and and moving screenplays to be put on film he spike jones and michelle gondry on this wonderful visionaries and i'm really really pleased that he has decided to uh, step behind the camera and make this film which in his words was um he he kind of dreamed it up he wanted to do a horror film and this is what he came up with now if you see the trailer and if you read about the film it doesn't read like your normal average horror film and that's why i think it's going to be so perfect dave have you heard anything about this has there been any buzz no, that you've just, picked up we got a press release sent through the other day um and then you, you posted the trailer today and uh, but other than that i haven't seen um seen anything about it um eternal sunshine and john malkovich i've seen both of those i can't remember too much about sunshine as well as mine but john malkovich i saw quite recently and just the imagination in which that was written is genius mm. so I'm, I'm hoping the way that this new film that i can't pronounce um john you can do the honors again for me in a minute they, oh. i'm hoping that it will it will be just as imaginative and um and creative as as it was uh as the screenplay was for john malkovich brilliant I mean, one of the one of the most bizarre and uh, just you know mind blowing moments of recent cinema has been when John Malkovich steps inside his own his own brain, if yeah. you like. And uh, do you remember that bit? I do. Yeah. It's, it's it's such a it's such a good film, and and it just it twists and it turns. And um, Eternal Sunshine was you know one of the first films that I thought Jim Carrey was okay in. I think he played it perfectly. The heroes if you want to call them that, in a Kaufman script, uh, not your normal Hollywood heroes. And that's why I love it so much, because it's not a Hollywood script. It's just imaginative, it's dark, it, uh, it's evocative, it's, you know, it can be quite depressing, but actually I think it's more wistful. It's more just looking at the world um, and the insanity of the world and just seeing, you know, how you can make some sort of sense of it. That's, that's the kind of impression that, you know, that I get, that it's a very personal, it's a very quiet type of film, Synecdoche, New York. Just for those of you who haven't heard about it, please do check out the trailer. It's a really well put together trailer. But the actual film is that it's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who just seems to crop up everywhere. And yet none of his characters, even though they look similar, when you see them, you know, he just embodies someone completely different. He plays um, theatre director who finds out that he's dying. He wants to leave something of value, so he gets a grant and he begins this, basically it's like a theatre experience or a theatre production um, in an enormous warehouse and you, he assembles a cast and they, they basically build New York in this warehouse. I mean, I'm not doing it justice in any way because you can't sum up the intricacies and the sort of complex narrative uh, strands that, 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 that will go into his films in a, in a soundbite. But I probably think that this is one of the most anticipated films for me of this year. I don't know how well it's done in America, but it's out next week. If you're a fan of you know, cinema that makes you, uh, you, know, make, make, makes you, makes you think, makes you... Um, you know, challenges you. I think th this is probably the film for you. So I, ho I hope to see it um, as soon as I can. Uh, do check out the trailer. Heyyouguys.co.uk. Hey John, did you see that um, that 
post I did of uh, Shatner singing to George Lucas. It's from the AFI Awards. I think it's back in 2005, so it's quite old. It might have been around a while, but I hadn't seen it until this week, and I posted it, of where uh, Shatner starts singing to George Lucas. It is epic. It is burnt onto my psyche now forever. Um, and it's. I, I remember discovering um, in the mid-'90s William Shatner's singing career. I've not been the same since. Um, this has just compounded... Uh, an odd kind of respect for him, but it's it's just terrifying. I don't know how you found it, Dave, but I think um, I, found, I found it on Live for Films, which is another we- uh, website. There, live, live for Film dot dot com. Their website is so um, okay. Check, check them out as well. But we've posted the video on our site too. And here's a here's a short clip of it. You did it your way. Oh yes, there were times. I'm sure you knew when you bit off more than you could chew, Baka. Ah, shut up. But through it all, when there was doubt, you ate it up and spit it out. You faced it off. You stood tall. And you did it your way. But what is a man? What has he got? Not himself. Okay, okay, that's enough. No more. I can't deal with it anymore. There's that and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which is just terrifying. Um, Keeping the Star Trek theme, Leonard Nimoy did a terrifying song, Bilbo Baggins or The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. And if you've seen that, it's awful. It's worse, I think, even than than Shatner himself. But anyway, and we're going to just look at one thing. It's the earliest review I've heard of a film I'm really, really looking forward to um, that's had a bit of trouble. It's had a turbulent history to the screen harry knows on ain't it cool news uh which is uh, ain't it cool new uh, ain't it cool.com um he posted his review of the imaginarium of dr parnassus which he got to see recently it's uplifting review and a bit of a i breathed a sigh of relief when i read it because harry knows knows stuff and he also is a big fan of Terry Gilliam, the director, and people are coming into this film with a lot of, you know, emotion. There's a lot of, uh, there's a, you know, a lot of history. This is Heath Ledger's last performance, and um, as you know, we're trying to champion it on the site because um, I don't think there's the kind of interest in it that that, that there should be. I, I think that um, it's going to be an incredible work of such a extraordinary imagination. Um, and I think he's put so much into his films. This is Terry Gilliam I'm talking about. He's put so much into his films over the years um, and he's had some really bad knocks. Um, but apparently this is a complete return to form. It's it's apparently an outstanding film with a incredibly unique visual identity um, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it even more now. Dave, you posted some some images recently. I'm not sure if there's a confirmed release date for this year. It should be sometime this year, but it is going to be incredible. Go and see it. I think you know if if you're a fan of Terry Gilliam or if you're a fan of Heath Ledger. But I think if you want to see something that's going to blow your mind, then this is going to be it. Apparently, it's got the only release date it's got is in Italy. Uh, actually, no, there's a few in Europe, but the, the earliest one is. One in Italy, four for September two thousand and nine. There's no release date. In fact, it doesn't even say it's going to come out. Obviously, it's premiering this week or next week in Cannes. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no actual release. It's the only one to Italy, four for September two thousand and nine. But as far as I was aware, it didn't have a a um, studio that was going to release it yet. I heard that there was problems with getting a distributor, but yeah. I don't. I, th- I think that that's more sort of rumor 
than than anything else. I mean, basically, we haven't got any any news at the moment. I think that, that's a real shame. I'm just determined to spread the word. Terry Gilliam is, you know, such a wonderful director who has such a handle on on his visuals, and you know, this is this is going to be something special. And I can, you know. I, I just want as many people to see it. I don't want it to bomb because uh, I think, you know, cinema needs people like him in the same way that it needs people like Michael Bay, you know, to... To keep Dave happy. To keep to keep you happy, absolutely, yeah. We need to have Michael Bay for that. But, uh, you know, in the same way it needs people like Charlie Kaufman, in the same way that there's a lot of new, um, new directors coming up. Uh, basically, go and see film. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm trying to say here. Go and see as much as, as, as possible. And the reason that I say this is because... Recently, and in the last podcast, I talked about Let the Right One In, and I hadn't heard much about it at all. Um, and I, it was just, it just so happens that I decided to go and see it, and it blew my mind. And I still can't stop thinking about that film. Uh, and, you know, not many people would, would have seen it because it hasn't got the marketing, you know, behind it that Transformers 2 has. It hasn't got the hype. It's mainly word of mouth. So that's what we're in the business of. Um, so do go and see it. And also read the review on Anti Cool News because it's just top. Okay, so we're actually going to move away from the various different summaries that we've given of uh, of the news that we've had recently. Dave, now this is your moment to shine. <laughs> I recall your email to me when you uh, when you found out that you'd got the invite to the Star Trek premiere. What did it say? It, it, well, first of all, we to give a bit of background to it, we had failed to get a screening ticket, so we were thinking we're going to have to wait like everybody else. We were a bit disappointed, weren't we? Disappointed is, is yeah, that's one way of putting it. You just said two words, right? And this is just in, in the middle of normal email exchanges. There was nothing about Star Trek going on. You just said, call me, okay? I think and you had quite a, a million exclamation marks after that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there were quite a few exclamation marks, but you said, call me, and instantly I knew somehow <laughs> through, you know, through the grace of God, you managed to get hold of these. I couldn't go and I, I, I couldn't be there, but uh, I could see your face I and the grin. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that it was just a great move. Thank you to Sky Movies for for inviting us because you made Dave a very happy man. Let me say. Thank you very much to Sky Movies HD who invited us along because uh, I don't know how you found us, but somehow you did, and um, it was very nice of you to invite us along. Bless you, you wonderful people. Now, Dave, enough preamble. Dave, you were among the very uh, select crowd of, of people. Tell us what it was like on the blue carpet. Yeah, the blue carpet. They, they, I think that they ran out of red dye, so they, they had, they had uh, blue carpet this time with a lovely Star Trek logo emblazoned on it. Um, it was very, very surreal and, until I was actually in my VIP pen, um, which was com- which was parallel with the other photographers and um, news reporters there. They, um, I didn't believe it was actually going to happen. And it wasn't until we, we got there and I met a couple of other bloggers, one guy from um, uh, uh, one guy from geektown.co.uk. Sorry, the first one is originalsharpsays.com. Uh, so I met up with them. They they had received the same email from Sky Movies as me and uh, just like we didn't, we didn't believe it was going to actually happen until we were stood there looking at this and watching the film or watching the stars arrive. Um, so surreal was, is probably the word that um, that springs to mind. Um, so there's all the screen fans on one side of the fence and then the other side of the carpet and on the other side of the carpet there's us us lot all, all in this pen um, there's quite a few competition winners there as well um, who were all lucky enough to be there but um, there was the, it's Craig from OriginalSharpSays.com he'd had um, some questions arranged and, and I was um, cacking myself that we might have to actually you know interview these people properly because we were literally at the end of the line of, of people that were asking questions um, and uh, so the 
because there were these competition winners as well, I think that they uh, that the people that organised that managed to get the cast to come over to us. So I think I said hello and got a photo with. Well, I said hello to pretty much all of the cast. I got a high five from Ahura, which was um, quite quite odd. Uh, she ran along, along our line of people and just said, "Right, everyone, put your hands up and give me a high five. So so we all did that. Um, I got a photo with John Cho, who plays um, Sulu in the film. Um, asked him what his favourite 80s film was, and he had to think for quite a while. Um, the answer was Back to the Future. Good and, boy. Uh, just as we were, as as uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, who play Kirk and Spock, walked into the cinema, we, that was they were the two last sort of um, cast to go in. So so we started made a beeline to go in too. Um, what I didn't realise then was we were actually walking into the cinema with Quinto and Pine. It was like I was walking into Epsomodian with these two Hollywood A-listers who weren't just A-listers they were Kirk and Spock it was very odd so what I did was I just ran up to I thought this is my moment I'm not going to get another chance so I ran up I ran up to Quinto uh, who's also Siler in Heroes if you watch that and just said Zachary I'm really sorry do you mind if I just grab a photo with you he didn't have time for this he was being he was being ushered in by all of his people uh, he, he looked at me needed to say no couldn't <laughs> so I said yes <laughs> so if you look on the, if you look on the site um, on the left hand side of the site I've put a load of Star Trek features up there for all the different stuff that's happened in the last few weeks and one of them is um, my premiere review and there's a photo of me and uh, and Zachary Quinto there he looks, I had to take it myself uh, and he, he looks to be honest, starstruck the fact that he's standing next to me, next to Dave he just couldn't believe it, Dave from Hey You Guys He uh, he was, I think his mind was blown so and uh, he looks a bit starstruck but you can check that out um, I think starstruck so, is the word, or harassed, or harassed. You know. Well, he'd probably been asked the same questions about a million times, and he was probably just wanting to get in there and you know have it, sit in his seat and get people to stop asking him questions. Um, John Cho was a really nice guy. He was up for having a little chat. Um, Chris Pine said hello, but he was being rushed around all over the place as well. Um, Didn't you also speak to Jonathan Ross as well? Jonathan Ross, I forgot about that. Jonathan Ross turned up with a couple of his kids. I don't know how many he's got if he's got two or more, but he turned up with them. And uh, I said to the other two bloggers, I had these little Hey You Guys cards there, and I was like, if, if he comes past me, I'm going to give him a card, because this is the only chance I'm going to get. So uh, anyway, he did walk past us, and I said, Jonathan, Jonathan, um, can I just uh, give you this? It's, uh, we're all bloggers, because he's very heavily into Twitter. He's, his uh, username is Wossy, W-O-S-S-Y, if you want to follow him. And he... Um, he so he walked past us and uh, I said yeah do, do you mind if, I gave him my card and said yeah we're all bloggers you know we're all on Twitter blah 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 he, he took the card and I, the next day uh, I found some photos of, and he's got this little white card in his hand these are all official photos on various different big websites not only am I in the background of his some of his photos he's also holding his little white card um, uh, which is the one I gave him for hey you guys I'm not sure if he's been on the site we sent him some Twitter twitters uh, or tweets. Um, and he hasn't written back yet. But if Jonathan, if you're listening, if you're now an avid fan, just wanted to say thank you for taking my card. And if you want to plug us on your show on Fridays, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be top. Thanks so much for and that. I've, uh, I've written a review of the film as well. The, the film, you'll be pleased to have no spoilers coming. Don't worry about it. Um, the film was brilliant. Go and check it out. And we've got a, at the top of the site at the moment, we've got a what did you think of Star Trek? Just um, feel free to comment on there and let us know what you think. Um, in, in a, if you want to write, write one word, just write brilliant because that's pretty much what you'll say, I think. Um, haven't heard, haven't heard a bad word about it so far. It's funny because this is obviously the first um, the first weekend that, it, that it's been out all over the place, and there's a lot of focus on 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 this film. Obviously, you know, there's so much history, there's so much uh, love for the Star Trek franchise, um, and it's funny because the couple of the um, film channels here are playing um, 
Star Trek Nemesis and Star Trek Insurrection, like the later films of of the next generation and all the rest of it and their pants they're terrible mm. and i think that when people first heard that jj abrams was going to be taking um taking this on and rebooting it or doing something new um they were a bit skeptical but to be honest with you the 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 feedback that we've had not only from you know people who have seen it but um seen it early uh, there was a lot of good buzz for it early on but the people who were going this weekend to see it, it's made an extraordinary amount of money yeah. um in the states i don't know about in in here in the uk but it there's no doubt it's going to be number it one seven million dollars didn't it yeah it's, it's it's something like that which is just a crazy amount um i think that even even you know avid star trek fans uh have been really impressed with it uh, and you've got to be really really careful and i think that's where jj abrams and his team um were really clever because they knew the expectation they knew what people would uh, would think about it you've got to be quite careful when you're dealing with this because you've got to make it appeal to to, to new fans um who haven't you know might have heard about star trek um but have never actually sat down and actually watched it uh, and also, you, you know, you have to appeal to the hardcore fans because they are the ones um, that are going to be, you know, dissecting it, you know, frame by frame. Um, and the word is that everyone's happy with it, which is an extraordinary achievement. This is no doubt going to start off a new franchise. Um, but, um, you know, read the review that, um, on, on the site. There's there's a lot going around at the moment. Uh, Dave, you were happy with it, though, yeah? Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, I went with another... <laughs> with another uh, friend and the first thing he said to me when he came out of the cinema we weren't sitting next to each other was uh, he just swore and then said that was loud because it was very 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 loud in the cinema and I saw Simon Pegg on Jonathan Ross the following Friday and um, it, the, he said that he, it was so loud that his wife had to he, she's pregnant and she had to actually leave the cinema because she um, the baby was kicking her it was just insanely loud but very very cool the sound of the Enterprise going to warp wait for that it's, it's, it's awesome uh, the louder the better for that bit so I mean how Okay, so I mean, given given the fact that um, you know we've seen Star Trek films before, um, and this is a reboot. There's um, this isn't a, maybe as a spoiler, but um, it basically um, goes back to the uh, to the early part with with Kirk and Spock. Uh, so David hangs together pretty well as a film, and obviously it's quite loud. Um, what about it was, the cast? Well, it was because, in the Empire, London. Let's describe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be loud pretty much everywhere. But uh, the the cast, obviously, when when they were announced and each one was kind of announced, you know, one by one, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of speculation about whether or not they'd be able to, you know, live up to um, you know to the sort of iconic figures that that you know people know and love. How did it, how did it work? Were the cast together? There was no one. At all, I don't think. No, I can't think of anybody that I thought you're rubbish. The the comedy character of Simon Pegg playing Scotty, that that did work. It was just a bit different, but I don't think it was a bad thing. It was nice to have a little bit of comic relief in there, and Simon Pegg is so brilliant that he did it really well. So, what like, about I mean, people Kirkins- like Zachary Quinto playing Spock? It's like he was born to play Spock. He's he's brilliant. Um, Chris Pine, Chris Pine. I was thinking uh, Shatner. You know, is, is he is he like a Shatner? Um, he isn't, but it isn't. It's it's not a problem. I don't think he, he he makes Kirk his own character, which is which is what he needs to do. Because what's the point in just piggybacking on what Shatner's done in the pre, in, in you know in previous film? I wonder if if William Shatner has become too much of a parody of himself that um, that he is now no longer um, his Kirk is no longer Kirk, but it is William Shatner. Do you know what I mean? So the person that people think of as being Kirk. Um, has now become this person who sings badly and you know all, all, all the rest of it and he has become like famous for a bit like um uh 
David Hasselhoff has become David Hasselhoff. He's no longer Michael Knight, which is probably his, you know, his most iconic role, if you like. Um, you know, in in today's culture, if you have kind of a link to the past, if you were known then, and you, you know, can can use that and sort of piggyback off that, um, and then you become known for that. I'm just thinking maybe that helped Chris Pine, maybe that helped J.J. Abrams in being able to say, "This is Kirk, but this is Kirk as he as he was. This is the essence of him. This is not William Shatner." The standout performance from Quinto was brilliant, and obviously Leonard Nimoy's in the film as well. Um, mm. But but the guy who plays Bones, which is a chap called um, it's Carl Urban, isn't it? Carl which is just Urban, shocking. Yeah. And, and he, he's really good in it. Really, good. really, yeah, really, really, really good. He'd obviously spent a lot of time studying the original Bones. Um, what's his real name? Do you know? Oh, DeForest Kelly um, is the uh, is the guy who played Kelly, him originally. He uh, he'd obviously spent a lot of time looking at the way he's not just what he said, but the way he said things as well. Um, and and his his research and his homework really really showed out. Um, he was excellent at it, and he had that sort of attitude of you know I can't really be bothered, but I'll do it if I have to sort of thing. And that's exactly the way it was in the original series. I felt from from um, Forrest Kelly. See, now that's that's something that I, uh, I think can was a bit of a uh, a line that you had to walk. You had to be not an emulation of the character, but you had to be an embodiment in some ways because people know it, and you had to you had to bring something of of yourself to it yeah. just to differentiate. I think. Carl Urban was, I thought, a really odd choice because he was in Lord of the Rings. He was, gosh, I can't remember his name. He was one of the writers of Rohan. This is really embarrassing because I shouldn't know it. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings and then he was in Doom as well. I mean, his career trajectory was <laughs> side high and then just, yeah, it was plummeting a little bit. And now I see him in this and, you know, I've seen the pictures. I haven't seen him, you know, actually in the film yet, but you see pictures and he just looks fantastic. And I'm glad to hear that he's... Uh, you know, picked it up a little bit. He's played Ioma. That's it. Absolutely, yeah, in Lord of the Rings. But so Dave, you've got um you've got people's um people's money and people's lives in your hands here. If you were gonna you know, recommend a film for them to go and see, would it be this or would it be something else? Well well currently you've got Wolverine out and you've got this out. Um out of those two. Well I haven't seen Wolverine actually, so I'm not really fair, but I mean Come on, Star Trek. <laughs> I, think, I think I gave Star Trek nine out of ten. Um, yeah, Wolverine. I haven't heard amazing things about. I've heard it's. Br- I've heard it's. Sorry, I've heard it's good. I haven't heard it's brilliant. Whereas Star Trek was brilliant. We had um, one of our one of our bloggers went to see it. Andreas he went to see uh, Wolverine and he posted a review on the site. It's not getting the the greatest of of reviews, but it's doing pretty well. I yeah, think in the box office. It, but they're not they're not raving like about about it like they are with um, with Star Trek. Put it this way: You're going to release any film, you know, in the sort of radius of, of, of when you know when Star Trek hits, and it's going to suffer slightly. Synecdoche, New York, comes out next week in the UK, and I think that it's going to be missed, uh, which is a shame. I think, but I think those two films can work uh, pretty well together in the sense that they're, they're completely dissimilar. It, it, it would appear so. So this is it. This is the first big film of the summer. Pretty good. Yeah, so yes, we've got a few more. I think I missed Public Enemies out earlier as well. That's another summer one that we can look forward to. So there's trailers and stuff on the site for that as well. It's Johnny Depp and Christian Bale. Christian Bale's been a busy boy. He certainly has. And he's, okay. Christian Bale, he, he seems to be a bit up himself, but as an actor, you can't fault him. I think he's excellent. So no, I think that's uh, we're coming into the to the end of the podcast. Um, John, are you, uh, have you got anything else left to say? Nothing except I saw when I was on holiday for the last few weeks. I saw Young Sherlock Holmes, um, which is a film from the mid-80s directed by Barry Levinson. Spielberg produced it. 
Um, Chris Columbus wrote it. If you haven't seen Young Sherlock Holmes and you were born in or around the 80s and you fancy a really charming film which takes the Sherlock Holmes mythology in the same vein of young Indiana Jones. This was another one of those ones where they just decided to make it sort of kid-friendly. It's a really charming story, really, really good film. It's forgotten, I think. A lot of people won't know, but check it out. I'm sure it's on DVD. And, yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly reminded of the 80s in that way, so very, very happy. There was also something else, and this is it. If you've been, if you've been waiting for this, for this big reveal big surprise that we've got for you at the end this is another throwback to the 80s before we uh, before we explain it, i want to say thank you for listening you can find us at www.heyyouguys.co.uk we're also on twitter at twitter.com slash heyyouguysblog um, and also if you want to email us or leave any comments you can do it via the site or use our email address mouth off at heyyouguys.co.uk mouth off is one word so thanks so much for listening Dave I'm going to leave it to you to reveal this wonder so last night if you didn't see it Jonathan Ross Friday night with Jonathan Ross had Tom Hanks on the legend that is Tom Hanks and uh, you may have seen I did a post a while back where I actually wrote the lyrics of uh, Shimmy Shimmy Coca Pop I don't, I don't, or the big rap it might be called um, it, uh, he actually did it on Jonathan Ross last night and now here is just for you a soundbite from that evening and if you want to see the video check it out heyyouguys.co.uk take care and see you in the next podcast looking for something to throw into the movie. The so I said, know. well, yeah, that we would both know. Yeah. And I said, well, how about we do this thing called, it goes like this, the space goes down, down, baby, down, down the road, because sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, coca bop, shimmy, shimmy, rock, shimmy, shimmy, coca bop, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I met a girlfriend in a Trisket. She said a Trisket biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, vanilla on the top. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street, ten times a week. I met it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, sucking from the Thank you, Mr. Tom Hanks.